Welcome to our 2020 carol service here at Kirkpatrick Memorial. Uh, whether you're with us in the building or whether you're watching online, uh, we're delighted that you could join us this year. If you've been a regular at these carol services over the years, you'll notice that we have adjusted the format uh, a little bit this year to reflect the times. The, the main difference is that we've made the service considerably shorter. You'll notice too, though, how much is the same. We're going to do the same thing this year that we do every year, and that is to read together the Christmas story, to sing together some of our best-loved carols, and also to reflect together on the meaning of Jesus coming into the world, what that might mean for each of us. Once the service gets going, it's going to run mostly unannounced, but let me invite you to join with me in our first carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem.
our Lord and Heavenly Father. We're glad to be able to meet together like this and to meet with you this evening. Our world is in chaos. Thank you that you created it and that you still have good plans for it. There's much strife in our world. Thank you that you loved it and us enough to send your son that first Christmas time. We've been asked this year to be at a distance from one another, to keep each other at arm's length. Thank you that in Jesus, you have come close to us and that you've made a way for us to come close to you. Be with us here this evening. Let us in this short service encounter Jesus, the light of the world, and may his presence light up our lives and light our way. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. That's been quite a year, hasn't it? Wouldn't it be great just to um, press the reset button, go back to 1st of January 2020 and try that all again? 2020 will go down in history for all the wrong reasons. One of the ways our culture chooses to reflect on the 12 months that have just passed is to choose a word of the year. Uh, so uh, various dictionaries choose uh, each one of them a, a different word, maybe, uh, and they offer it to us as the word of the year. Uh, words that we had previously hardly ever used or that were relatively unknown, they come to prominence uh, during a particular year. In 2020, some of the dictionaries say that they were unable 
to limit their choice to just one word. There, there were too many uh, new words coined in 2020 to choose from. COVID-19, pandemic, lockdown, social distancing, to name but a few. The effects of the coronavirus pandemic on pretty much every part of life are so well documented that I don't want to rehearse them here for you this evening. Rather, I want to focus in on just one reality that's confronted us in 2020, and it's that of social distancing. Whenever the first lockdown happened, kids went off to school, uh, went off school, I should say. Grown-ups no longer went to work. Shops, cafes and restaurants closed. Lots of the busyness uh, seemed to go out of life. And at least for some people, for some time, it, it was quite welcome. A, a slowing of the pace, an easing of the diary. It felt like a, a respite from the relentlessness of modern life. But now, nine months later, even the shyest introvert is realizing just how much has gone missing as we haven't been allowed to meet up. Social distancing has been taking its toll. This came home to me recently when someone shared a post from the local group on the Nextdoor app. A local resident had point, posted the comment, anyone else feeling so alone right now? Sorry guys, I am just feeling so lonely right now. Social distancing can feel like torture and that's because it is. We know that if you want to punish a person, if you want to break them entirely, one of the classic forms of torture is solitary confinement. And why is that? Well, it's because we were made for relationships. We were built for community. A healthy human being is part of an integrated network of relationships. Relationships with other people, with the environment around us, with ourselves and with God who created us and gave us life. It's only when these relationships are healthy that we can flourish. The Bible tells a story that begins with just these kind of healthy relationships. The first humans enjoyed healthy relationships with themselves, with each other, with their environment and with God. All those relationships were close there was no social distancing, only proximity and love. I don't know whether you know this, but there was a time when human beings were naturally in close and intimate relationships with God. The Bible describes their relationships as that of friends who walk together in a garden in the cool of the day. It's a beautiful image. Think of you and your best friends walking on Port Stewart Strand in the sunshine, or walking through Tullymore under the copper beaches in the golden autumn sunlight. The Bible goes on to speak of how human beings rebelled against God. It's a difficult story to tell, but I need to share it this evening because it, it rings true and it makes sense of our human predicament. Instead of enjoying fellowship with God, Human beings chose a path of independence from their creator. 
They, they turned their back on their king and their friends. That rebellion against God, it, it damaged our relationship with him beyond our ability to repair. But it wasn't only our relationship with God that was damaged. All the other relationships were damaged too. Our relationship with our environment, with each other, even with ourselves. I, I don't need to labor the point. The evidence of these broken relationships is all around us. Social distancing may be a new term in 2020 to describe the effects of the COVID pandemic. But truth be told, we've been living with a type of social distancing all our lives. It's the human condition. We've been distanced from ourselves, from each other and from God. That's what I want to talk about this evening. The human experience of distancing and what God's done to bring all this distancing to an end.
The reading is taken from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but he but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Amen. government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on david's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever 
We began this evening by talking about one of the most heartbreaking aspects of the COVID pandemic, the social distancing. But we moved on from there to see that we've always been living a, a type of social distancing. We're not experiencing the, the quality of relationships that we were made for. We've become distant from ourselves and from each other and from our environment. And all of this is as a result of the breakdown in our relationships with God. You see, God is our creator. He's the one who's given us life. And when we're distanced from him, we aren't living the life that we were made for. Our distance from God is killing us day by day. And if something isn't done about it, our distance from God will finally kill us entirely. With our lived experience in 2020 and this honest assessment of the ongoing human experience as a dark backdrop, I'm excited to be able to bring you some hope this Christmas time. Today, I get to share with you what God has done to bring all this social distancing to an end. Actually, we've already read about it. In that reading just a moment ago, when Matthew tells us in the Gospels how the angel visited Joseph to tell him about Jesus' birth, he links this announcement to something the prophet Isaiah had said centuries before. Isaiah had said, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Did you get that? This baby born in Bethlehem was God come to be with us. God is no longer distant. In Jesus, God comes close. I want you to think of Jesus coming into the world in COVID terms for a moment. We've said that human beings have rebelled against God. We've said that we've cut ourselves off from the source of life. The Bible calls these actions sin and it tells us that our human sin leads to death. We're infected. The whole human race with a virus that's killing us. Well, Jesus Christ was born into this sin pandemic and it's wonderful to watch how he gets on. He doesn't seem to care about the infection rates around him so long as he gets close to these people and he can heal them. The other religious leaders of the day, they, they didn't take that view at all. They tried to get as far from sinful people as they could. They didn't want to identify with them. They didn't want to catch whatever it was that these people had. Jesus was quite the opposite. He was a friend of sinners. He came to us, lived among us, and started to spread what C.S. Lewis describes as the good infection. In a culture of death, Jesus Christ started an infectious community of life. That's the great news I want to share with you this Christmas season.
John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We're talking about social distancing. And we've seen how, when he was born 2,000 years ago, in Jesus, God came near. He entered the sin and death pandemic, started infecting people with life. It's a wonderful story. But what's it got to do with us living in Ballyhackamore in 2020? How does Jesus coming back then help us today? Well, the answer's in these deceptively simple Bible passages that we read year after year at our carol services. Whenever that angel visited Joseph and he told him about Jesus' coming birth, he tells him what to call the kid. He says, give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus, by the way, simply means God saves. Call him Jesus because he's going to save us from our sins. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? It was our sin, our rebellion against God that led to this distancing in the first place. If someone could only deal with our sin, then they could bring us back to God. How, though? How did Jesus deal with the sin pandemic? Did he go into a laboratory and develop a vaccine? No. There's no vaccine that can the rebellion in the human heart. There's no medical intervention that can bridge the gap between me and God. It took something much more costly than that. Our rebellion against our perfect God leaves God with no choice but to punish us. You might think that sounds weird and, and wonder what kind of a God would behave in that way, but think about it for a moment. We don't want our courts presided over by judges who will turn a blind eye to criminal behaviour. Justice must be done. But God's perfect love leaves him no choice but to welcome us. God's not just the fair judge. He's at the same time the loving Heavenly Father. And our distance from him is breaking his heart. Because he's both our judge and our father, our sin causes God a huge problem. 
How can he be true to his nature as a fair judge, but at the same time true to his nature as a loving father? How can a perfect loving God be close to sinful people? Well, Jesus is the answer. Jesus came to make a way. He chose to take our penalty and to experience the distancing from God that we deserve. Did you know that? Jesus Christ experienced the worst kind of distancing of all. As he hung on the cross, dying for our sins, yours and mine, he called out to the dark sky, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You and I will never know the depth of distancing and isolation that Jesus Christ experienced on the cross. You see, our sense of loneliness and isolation in, in any moment depends on the quality of the relationship that we've lost. Think about it. If somebody I've only met once or twice disappears out of my life, I'll get over that pretty quickly. I have no relationship with that person. But if a lifelong friend comes and says, Christoph, I've had enough of you. I don't want to be your friend anymore. That will be much harder. But worst of all would be if Claire, my wife of 21 years, said, Christoph, I'm leaving. I don't ever want to talk to you again. I don't even want to see you. For me, that would be the worst kind of isolation of all. It's because of the quality of the relationship. The longer the love, the deeper the love, the greater the torment of the loss. That's why Jesus experienced such a great loss and torment on the cross. He was experiencing the unraveling of the greatest love of all. The love of the Father for the Son. They would loved each other through eternity. This love was longer and deeper than any other love. This love was absolutely perfect. In that moment, as he hung on the cross, Jesus was losing that love. He was paying the price for my sin and yours. He was distanced so that we can come near. So, Christmas. Does it really spell the end of social distancing? Absolutely. Christmas spells the end of all of our distancing from God. We'll sing in a moment in our closing carol, God and sinners reconciled. How do we get in on the action? We simply ask. We pray the kind of prayer that we've prayed already when we sang our opening carol. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We ask God to come to us and to never leave us. Oh, come to us. Abide with us. Our Lord, Emmanuel. God bless you this Christmas season. May you know the end of the distance between you and God, your Father. May you know the close presence of Jesus Christ.
Thanks for joining us here this evening in the building or online. We hope you've been encouraged as we've celebrated the coming of Jesus. God come near. We're hosting two services this Christmas morning, one at 10 a.m. and one at 11. If you'd like to join us, please sign up online or as you leave the building uh, from the live service. I'm going to close now with a short, short prayer, asking God to come close to each one of us, just using the closing line of a little town of Bethlehem. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen. Yeah.